is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. Hey, Sozo, how are we feeling tonight? Okay. Okay, we're okay. Hey, if you're new to our church today, right now, we are starting a three-week series called Supernatural, and, and we're starting a series about the Holy Spirit. I'm super, super excited. I'm persuaded that in order for you and I to live life to the fullest, that we need to yield to the Holy Spirit, that we need to listen to the Holy Spirit, and that we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm going to give you a few things that I love, I absolutely love about the Holy Spirit today, and things that you and I need to understand. But before I unpack that, I just wanted to remind everybody why we exist as a church. Come on. We, we exist as a church and a youth group so that all people, all people can realize that God loves them unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. Okay. Okay. Some of us know it. All right. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Uh, but if you're new here, I, I just wanted to remind you also that you belong and that your family you know, last week we had move up, so we have brand new ninth graders in the room. Can we just give, a, give another round of applause? It's awesome. It's awesome. You are family. You belong. Welcome to our family. As a family, we want everybody to know God. And let me help you. I'll, I'll just make it so simple. We, here's how you can get a clear picture of God. I really believe this, that, that if you'll keep coming to Sozo services, if you'll keep coming to the weekend services and that through the message through worship, through the small groups, I truly believe that you will get the tools and the resources to grow in right relationship with God. And amen to that. So I want to give you the glimpse into the next two weeks. And so week two of Supernatural, next week I want to talk about how, how the Holy Spirit is our advocate. And again, this is going to be an extremely powerful, very important series, and I don't want you to miss it. Week three... So this is two weeks from now, we're, we're in the beginning of, of our service, it's going to be unreal. The first 20 minutes of our service is going to be a party. How, how many of us, just real quick, maybe you heard or maybe, maybe you were there, you, were, you heard about, seen it, knock Sozo's party that they just did. Okay, if you didn't know, by the way, we do high school campuses here, so if you don't have a Sozo high school campus at your school, I want you to come and talk to me. We're going to get that thing launched. We're going to get that thing planted. But, but it was an amazing job. The, the knock team killed it. They had 100-plus students show up. Come on. 100-plus students showed up, and it was phenomenal what happened. And so we're bringing that same party basically here at 630, our very last Sozo service before summer hits. And so it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. And, and just in case you, you didn't know, we only have two weeks of Sozo before summer. Two weeks. And so we're going to be taking a break for eight weeks in the summer. What does that mean? All summer long, we will not have Sozo. And so small groups, small group leaders, everybody in your small group, I want to encourage you. Because you're probably like, I don't like that. Well, let me, let me just really encourage you. Plan a meeting outside of service. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few tidbits. tidbits right, right? Here we go. Why don't you plan a pool party? Come on, why don't everybody go to Chick-fil-A? Come on, it's summer. Have a fire. 
get together as your small groups leaders help facilitate that. Come on, guys, you can get together. So get together outside of these four walls during the summer in any capacity and sign up for camp. Sign up for camp. It's going to be like a family reunion. Yeah, and we're about to turn down for what? It's going to be so good. You don't want to miss it. I'll see you at summer camp. Let's go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, we're going to jump right into God's word. And if you've got a Bible with you today, I want to encourage you to pull out your Bible. If you've got your phone with you, come on, that's your Bible too. And, and as you're getting there to John 16, we're also going to have it up on the screen. But I really, I want to encourage you to take notes. I say it all the time, note takers are history makers. And, and I really believe that you've got to be an echo before you can be a voice. Come on, you've got to be an echo before you can be a megaphone. Store up God's word in your heart, and, um, and, and I believe that, that note-takers are history-makers. So today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. See, we believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So the first time in all Scripture, in, in all the Bible that we see three, all three, in the same place at the same time is when Jesus was baptized. Ba by the way, if you've never been baptized, I want to encourage you, tell your small group leader, and let's get you baptized. Like if Jesus, our Lord, our master can do it, so can you. And, and so Jesus, he gets baptized by a guy named John the Baptist. So he baptizes him and he pulls him up out of the water. And when he comes up out of the water, the heavens part, the sky opens and, and God begins to talk. And, and by the way, a, a dove shows up. It's the form of the Holy Spirit. And so now the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are at the same place at the same time. This is amazing. So John 14 through John 16, Jesus is talking about how amazing the Holy Spirit is. He keeps hyping up this guy. He, go, he goes, hey guys, something, something better than me is coming. Something better. And Jesus was so excited about the Holy Spirit that he actually declared that he's better than me. Because Jesus knew how limited he was. Jesus knew that he, could only, that he could only be one God at one place at one time. And, and remember, Jesus would often slip away and the disciples would be like, oh, hey, Jesus, where'd you go? Where you been? Jesus would go and get away to get alone with the Father and to get prayed up. And, and when he'd come back, he'd be like, where, where, where were you? Where'd you at? And, and because he could only be one place at one time. Now with the Spirit of God, with the Holy Spirit, God could be in us. Wherever we go, whatever we do. He couldn't be, be with us at all places at all time, and so, so, but he knew the Holy Spirit could. So watch this. Watch here in John 16, verse 5, as it comes up on the screen, what Jesus says about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says, but now I am going to him who sent me. And none, none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because, we, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And I, I, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and, he de and will declare to you all things that are to come. And verse 14, he will glorify me. Let's pause right there for a second. 
One of the things that I love about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit never draws attention to himself. The Holy Spirit exists to make much of Jesus, to glorify Jesus. In fact, one of the ways that you can see, you can see it look like this. The Father makes much of Jesus. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. It's like a triangle, and it all points to Jesus. It's all, everything, everything is about Jesus. And so, so the Holy Spirit's like, I'm not even here to glorify myself. This is so important because I, I, I hear this all the time of, uh, in, in Christian circles of how people are so excited to get together and, and they're excited to see signs and wonders, which we should be excited. But they're like, oh, we're going to chase after the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, turn down for what? We're going to chase. We're, we're looking. We're chasing after the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's going to do all of this, Holy Spirit. And, and he is. But they chase after the Holy Spirit. And I got to tell you that my Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, Follow the way of love. Translation, Jesus. We are to follow Jesus and eagerly desire the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. So we chase after Jesus and all this will come. But we need to chase after Jesus. And so, and so he, says, he says, everything, everything is about me. In verse 14 he said, he will glorify me and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So go ahead and write down today's title of our talk. And I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and write that down. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And, and we're just going to pray. We're going to believe that God's going to come and strengthen us and we can leave better than we came in. Come on, in Jesus' name. Can we have faith for that? Are you guys awake tonight? I don't know what happened since we got our new ninth graders. Come on, we got to show our ninth graders what this is all about. Are we excited? You got to say it like you mean it one more time. Are you excited? All right, thank you. Thank you for the affirmation. Let's pray. Father, bow your heads, everybody. Father, we just thank you. We come to you in Jesus' name. We are so excited to learn about the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for the work that you're going to do in this room. Holy Spirit, oh, open our eyes so that we can see Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And we thank you, God, for what you do in this time in the setting. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Teach us, heal us, mend us, and guide us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, and amen. I need to see your hand. I need some crowd participation tonight. I need to see your hand that if you are somebody who, who in life, you're somebody that you just, you love it when people help you. Come on, can I see your hand if, if that, that's me? I love it when people help me. And, and so I, in life, I need a lot of help professionally and friends. Like, I need help, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I always need it. In my whole life, I've just needed it. Like, like my whole life growing up and, and everything, I need help in math. Anybody need help in math? Come on, I, I need help in science. I, I, and so I just need a, a lot of help. And so it, it, right now, for Alyssa and I, life is, life is so much fun. So for my wife and I, a year ago, we had just got out of the rental business. We had a couple properties, and, and so it was super busy. And, and one of the times it was so wild, we, we had a tenant that was living in one of our homes that was just like the craziest things. It was stuff that you would read about in the newspaper or maybe you'd see on HDTV or whatever about hoarding and just craziness happening and like you definitely it would be an episode of cops for sure like if you turned it on you'd see them all roll up and, and just some crazy stuff and so one time I showed up at this apartment that we had and and there were like 15 dudes in there and, and like and, and, and like 13 of them moved in 
it was so crazy. And they were partying and punching holes in the wall and like destroying the place. And it was so wild. And I remember, I remember this is right towards the end of, of us getting out of, the, out of the business. And so when I was there, I, I literally showed up and I'm like, 15 of you guys, one of you belong. Like, so I'm about to boot people out. And so I, I, I called the police because I needed some help. And when I called the police, they literally said this to me on the phone. They were like, Bent, we're, we're sending officers right now because there's somebody that has moved into that house and it is not safe for you to go in there. Like, you might not come out alive, you know. So I waited, like, I needed help and, and, I, and I always need help in life. And so, and so when they all moved, when they all left and we finally went through the process of getting them out, um, I had to go in and I had to completely renovate the whole entire home, fixing everything. And, um, and so I had like this crew of 20 people that came, they showed up to help me. And it was just, it was wild. And I want to talk tonight around the idea that you and I, all we really need is one helper. All you need is one Holy Spirit. Come on, you don't need a bunch of spirits. You, you need one spirit who is the ultimate spirit, who is the spirit of the living God. And you know, I, I, I love that you got to understand that, that the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, the same spirit. The Holy Spirit already resides inside your life. He's already there and, and the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is on your life to help your life and you have the best friend that you could ever imagine, that you could have ever asked for right now. The Bible says, when, when the Bible says that I'll never leave you or forsake you, come on, the Bible is talking about the Spirit of God. He's never going to leave your life. The Spirit of God is never going to abandon you. The Spirit of God is never going to leave your life because the Spirit of God is committed to you. Is there anybody thankful that the Holy Spirit, come on, is the Spirit of God that dwells within us, is active within you and here to help you? Acts 19 verse 2, it, 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 this is a city called Ephesus and, and, and when they get there, Paul, he's, he's ready to just serve and help the city and, and he's like, hey guys. Um, have, you, have you guys received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet? And all the guys in Ephesus are like, the Holy Spirit? Like, we ha no, no we, haven't even, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. So maybe, maybe you're here tonight and you're going like, look, I don't know much about the Holy Spirit. I, I haven't heard of its power or the capability or the function or its role in my life. But I'm here tonight to encourage and declare over your life who the Holy Spirit is. And what he wants to do. And I'm going to give you five things that I absolutely love about the Holy Spirit. Five things that you and I need to understand about the Holy Spirit. You could write down number one tonight. I just love that he convicts us. I, I love that he convicts us. I love this about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he will come and that he will convict the world of sin. I'm thankful that when I'm sinning, that the Holy Spirit convicts me. Now remember, condemnation is from the devil. Condemnation is when you sin and you feel so bad, you feel like you got to run and hide. You feel like you got to put your head down. You feel like you can't come in the church. You can't talk to your friends. You can't be in your small group. No, no, no. That, that's, that's condemnation. Condemnation is from Satan, and it drives you away from God. But conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Conviction points you to God. You ever, you ever feel convicted about your sin? You ought to be thankful because it means that you're not so desensitized. It, it, it's not, it, you're not so far gone, you're not too far removed, and you can still feel this thing, you can still feel something, and you ever say something bad, and the next day you feel, you feel so bad about it, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that about so-and-so, like, and it just eats you inside. 
Or, or you ever do something and the next morning you feel so bad about it? That's the Holy Spirit nudging you. The Holy Spirit reminding you and the Holy Spirit talking to you. All through the scripture, there were people who failed that came, in, came under great con con conviction. What about Adam and Eve when they ate of the tree? Come on, they ate the apple, right? The Holy Spirit convicted them. What, what about David when he had an affair with Bathsheba and, 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 and he murdered Uriah the Hittite? What, a, what about Jonah when he disobeyed what God asked him to do and ran the other way? All through, what about Joseph's brothers? Come on, when, when, when they sold him into slavery and they came under great conviction. It's a good thing to come under conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that, that there's a repentance that leads to death. And there's a repentance that leads to life. And I want to repent and turn away from my sin. It's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict me of my sin. It's, now this is an amazing and an encouraging thing. Because when you and I, when we make mistakes, God doesn't avoid us. It's so important that you hear that. God does not avoid you. Let me, all the, by the way, all that sin is, sin is just missing the mark. It's like taking a jump shot and you miss the shot. That's all that sin is. It's missing the mark. Another way to put it is sin is anything that breaks God's heart. And if you do something that breaks God's heart, why do you think it will fulfill yours? So the Holy Spirit, he, he talks to us because the Holy Spirit wants us to get it right. He, he, he wants us to live right and hit the mark, to hit the aim of integrity, the aim of character. Come on, the, the aim of God's way. And don't get so big and caught up on sin. God's not obsessed with your sin. God's obsessed with you. Getting his ways down, his love down, his plan down. So he talks to us and, and he's got something better for us. Now I love when, when David made the mistake in the Bible and, and David fallen under this big mistake and, and how he messed up so big and David said, day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. In other words, God said, I'm not, I'm not going to let go until we deal with this issue because there's too much goodness in you. In fact, watch this here in Psalms 32, what David says about conviction of the Holy Spirit. He said this in verse 3, I kept silent about my sin. My bones grew old through groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity. I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my, my transgressions to you, Lord, and you forgave me my iniquity of sin. Sometimes God loves you just so much that he'll put his hand on your shoulder. He's going to put his hand on your life and he... And he's like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to deal with this thing. We're going to work through this thing. We're going we're to get it right because I've called you to something better. I've called you to something greater. I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit doesn't avoid me when I'm making mistakes. The Holy Spirit starts dealing with my heart, starts talking with me and reminding me and putting his hand on my life because he's calling me to something better, to something greater. If you feel con convicted about where you're at right now, you ought to be encouraged because that's a sign of God's love for you. If you feel convicted about money, if you feel convicted about your purity, if you feel convicted about your serving, that's a sign that God is talking to me, that God loves me, that God is for me. God's not mad at you. God's got a plan for you. God's not upset with you. He's got something great for you. And so I just love that he convicts me. It's a sign that I'm not so desensitized and I'm not too far gone and I'm still able to hear from the Holy Spirit. You could, so number one, he, he convicts me. Number two, you could write down number two tonight. He comforts me. Oh, I just, I, I, I love this. I don't know about you, but in my house, 
we've got two bins of blankets. We've got good bins of blankets, and we've got bad blankets in my house. And so normally, Alyssa has all the bad blankets. I've got the good blankets, and I'll explain. And, and so I'm a six-foot whatever, right? And I don't got time to have a blanket that, like, comes up to here and only to here. You know, my wife, she's all good with that. But, hey, listen, I don't got time for that. Like, like, I need a big blanket so I can cozy up, get all comfortable, and, and fall asleep. And sometimes I fall asleep on the couch. Am I preaching to anybody? Amen. Okay. Maddie Bell's like this. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Sorry, Maddie. That would call you out. But the Holy Spirit wants to comfort you when you go through a trial. When you go through a tribulation. When you go through a relationship breakup. When, what, what'd you do? What'd you go through? Something hard? Holy Spirit comes in and wants to comfort. He's the comforter. He comforts us when we feel afraid. When we feel doubt. When we feel unseen. Overlook, he's the comforter. And watch here in the King James Version what the Bible says about the definition of the Holy Spirit. But the comforter, in John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The comforter's coming. It's amazing. You could be going through the worst time in your life and still feel comfort from the Holy Ghost. We got people right now in our world that are, that's going through extreme tragedy. We, we, they, they, they've, lost, they've lost fathers. They're, I mean, they're just dealing with some intense stuff and, and navigating it. And, and one of the things that I, I always pray for families is that in the midst of their tragedy, that they would somehow get God's supernatural comfort, the comfort of God. And I believe that, that when you're going through the hardest time of your life, the mark of God's love is that he comforts you. In fact, God gives you so much comfort that it actually, it actually, he actually comforts us to be a comfort. One of the reasons why you have so much peace is so that you can give peace. One of the reasons why God has comforted you is so that you can come alongside somebody else who's broken, who's hurt, who's in despair, and, and, and doesn't know the love of God, and you can bring peace and tranquility into their life. You want to be a blessing? You want to be a peace in somebody's life? We have the opportunity coming up on July 13th, Serve Day. Serve Day, it's what we do. You're never more like Jesus than when you're serving somebody. Come on, there are broken and hurt people in our sphere, in our neighborhoods. All together as a small group, we should be trying to build this thing, the kingdom of God. We should try to be looking how to comfort somebody, come alongside somebody. By the way, this is, this is so awesome, I'm very excited so I have a serve day project. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to be going to Knock High School and cleaning out a green room with the Knock team. It's going to be amazing. I don't know what it is for you, but there are plenty. There's a plethora of ideas for you to serve. It could be the woman down the street that, that, that has trouble walking. You could carry some, some things for her. I, I don't know what it is. And rally your group around. Encourage your small group leaders. Say, hey, I want to submit this thing in small group time. That's all of us. We're all doing this thing. Anybody want to be used by God? Then let's put our foot out there and let's do it. So, so he comforts me. He's the comforter. He doesn't give me like a little bit of comfort. You know, last year my, my wife and I, we, we were flying. We went to a church conference and it was, it was crazy. And in the, in the mid, we flow, we were flying on this airplane in the midst of a storm. The craziest, wildest thing happened. I'm sitting at the window lightning strikes the airplane 
I literally see flames come out, come out like the, the, the engine and the wing. And I, I said out loud, I can't repeat it because we're in church, but I'm like, Jesus, we're, we're, it's going down tonight. Like, like, it's all over, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought for real we were going to die. I'm like, Jesus, oh, help me, Jesus, I need some comfort. Like, was there a mess? There might have been a mess when I got up and left the plane. I ain't going to talk about that. But, like, it was legit. It was serious. God wants to come and he wants to comfort you in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your mess, in the midst of your situation. So many of us, we're facing things that are so tough and we're going through this situation and we're like, God, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how this relationship's going to turn out. Let me encourage you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit will come to comfort you. So he convicts me, he comforts me, and you can write down number three tonight, he leads me. He leads me. I just, I love this because it takes all the pressure off of my life. I'm no longer the leader of my life. I'm now a follower. God is the leader. And how does God lead me? God leads me with a sense and a feeling and an unction and a prompting in my heart. It always scares me when people come up to me and, and they're like, Ben... I, I heard the audible voice of God. And I'm like, really? What does it sound like? Like, because I, because I, I want to know. And, and so let me share with you. 95% of all people hear God's voice right here in your heart. It's like a gut to your heart. That's 95% of all people. 3% of people hear God through visions, dreams, all kinds of things. God will speak to them like that. 2%. 2% have actually heard the audible voice of God. So if you've never heard God's audible voice, no sweat. Neither have I. But we all have the ability to hear God. Somebody say amen. I'll never forget. When I was 23 years old, I had just started coming to victory. In this room, in this room, when I walked in, the very first time I had ever been here, I met my wife, Alyssa, and I mean, like, when, when I met her, I wasn't just like, dang, girl, can I get your number? You know, like, although I was like that, you know what I'm saying, fellas, and, uh, but I knew in my heart, in my heart, God spoke to me so clear, in my heart, you'll marry her. Craziest thing happened. For a whole year, she didn't like me. I'm not quite sure she still does. We're working through that. But uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But like I had to trick her though for real into liking me. That's a story. We'll, we'll share that another day. Crazy stuff. But, but God, can we joke and have fun in church? Okay. God will lead you. The question is never if God is going to lead you. That's not the question. The question is, are you going to surrender to follow? Because it's hard to, see, to lead somebody who doesn't want to be led. So you and I, we have the privilege to just say, Holy Spirit, where are you leading me? Where are you taking me? In fact, one of the signs that the Holy Spirit comes into your life is that we've stopped following flesh and that we now start to obey the Spirit of God. We no longer are slaves to flesh. We don't, we don't live to fulfill our fleshly desires. Whatever the flesh wants, whatever it wants to do, Whatever it wants to look at, wherever it wants to go. No, 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 no. I am led by the Spirit of God. I'm Spirit-filled and I'm Spirit-led. By the Spirit of God, God gets a hold of my finances. Come on, and the Spirit of God begins to lead my lifestyle. 
and, and, and the Spirit of God is, gets to decide what I do, where I go, who I hang out with, whatever that looks like. Come on. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I just, I, I love this show. They're, they're like 14 seasons in. It's amazing. Anybody watching Practical Jokers? I, you know, I don't know what it is. But it is like the funniest show I've ever watched. I just, I love it. And, and so let me give you a little bit about it. So it's these four dudes, they're, they're all friends together. And what they'll do is three of them hide in a room with microphones and earpieces. And they send their buddy out to do all these jokes, all these pranks. And, and he's got to do whatever they say. He's got to act it out. And I mean, he gets into some of the craziest situations. It's just wild. It's so funny. So funny the things that they have him do. And I wonder what your world would look like if you surrendered to the Holy Spirit and just, just decided to let the Holy Spirit to, to do whatever he wanted to do and to send you wherever he wanted you to go. And, 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 and if, what if he said, I want you to go and encourage so-and-so and I want you to go do this and, and I want you to take care of this issue over here and come on, maybe nobody's going to see you, maybe nobody's going to say, say thank you, but I'm watching you and it's what I told you to do. What would our world look like? We've got to be those that are surrounded by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't just convict me. He doesn't just comfort me. He starts to lead my life. He takes over my life. He's leading my decisions, my lifestyle, leading me in every area. It's not just a portion of my life, but it's all of my life. In fact, the Bible says in Romans that sons of God are those who are obedient to the Spirit of God. It's proof that we have to surrender to, to grace. So I love the Holy Spirit because he convicts me, he comforts me, he leads me. And you can write down number four, he reminds me. Oh, I just, I, I love this, this is so good. The Holy Spirit comes, he just has the ability of reminding me who I really am. He reminds me of the vows and the, the commitments that I've made to God. He reminds me of who I really am in Christ. It's so amazing how easily you and I can forget all that we really want to be. Like, you know, those moments at the altar and those decisions that we make in church and, and we forget about so much. That's all right. Because the Holy Spirit comes to remind you. He's reminding you of what God spoke over your life. He's reminding you of the great call that God's ha God has upon you. He's reminding you of the decisions that you've made at the altar. He's reminding you of all that God has in store. Come on. Am I preaching to anybody that, that, that maybe you've been discouraged and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's come up in your business and you just remember who you really are? Come on. A little bit of, okay. All right. He's the best reminder. He's the greatest reminder. He shows us. He shows up and reminds us. Not of our sin, not of our brokenness, not of our shame, not of our shortcomings. No, he reminds us of greatness, and, the, and he reminds us of our future and our potential and the calling. He reminds us of these things. You know, the other day, Alyssa and I, we were watching Netflix, we were watching The Flash. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's going down right now. I just want you to know. Anyway, the alarm went off. Alexa, and, and, and like Alyssa jumped up. She's like, oh, no. And I'm like, what? Are you okay? And she's like, she jumped up because she's like, I, I have to go run and put something in the oven and, and, and. And I remember because the, the timer went off and the Holy Spirit, I love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit starts reminding us and it's like an alarm going off in our life. 
he just starts talking to you. He's like, you know, I've got better things for you. I've got, I've got greater things that I've called you to. It's, I've got destiny. I've got potential. I've got future. I've got plans. I've got goals for you. Come on, I've got goodness. Come on, somebody praise him tonight like you're thankful. Come on. He convicts me. He comforts me. He, he leads my life. He reminds me of what Jesus has spoken over me. And some of us, we, we forget the moments that we've had with God and and, and we say, oh, God, uh, oh, I'll, I'll never do that again. And then all of a sudden, here we are, we're doing it again. And, and the Holy Spirit reminds you, remember you said you'd, you would never do that thing again? The Holy Spirit's not beating you up. The Holy Spirit's reminding you of the call of the great things that God has for you. You're better than this. It's like an alarm going off. Wait a second, God, God's called me. He's got a purpose for me. God has a legacy that he wants me to reach and lead. Come on, God, God, God's called me to destiny. I need a reminder in my life. How about you? Guys, I got to tell you, I'm struggling tonight. I need a little bit more out of you. If I'm preaching good, you just let me know. If I'm preaching bad, you, you just got to let me know. That's the environment here. We can have some energy. And the last thing, the fifth thing, and... I want to encourage you to write this down tonight. I love this about the Holy Spirit. And worship team, you can come out and join me. Number five, the Holy Spirit empowers me. He gives me the power to live a life that I'm called to live. He gives me the power to overcome sin that so easily entangles our life. And he gives me the, the power to forgive when I don't feel like forgiving others, even myself. He gives me the power to live a righteous life. On my own strength, I fail every time. But we're not those that live off of natural ability. We're those that live off of supernatural ability. Come on, because of the Holy Spirit. I just, I love this Jesus. He's getting ready to go back to the Father. He's already defeated death and sin, and he's going back to heaven to his rightful place, seated next to the Father. He's like, all right, guys, I know it's been awesome. It's been fun. It's been three and a half years, it's been real cool. But I'm going to go back to heaven and just as a heads up, don't go anywhere until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, guys, if, you're, if you stay in this city, I promise you, I mean I promise you that you will not be able to build a church, you will not be able to build a revival, you, you'll not be able to start this revolution unless you have the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, guys, if you, uh, if you stay here, if you wait, here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it's going to come up on the screen. It says, but you will receive the power and the ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people, both in Judea, to the ends of the earth. He's saying, guys, you cannot go out and lay hands on the sick and raise the dead and preach the truth. And, reach, and, and build your life. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. It is essential because the Holy Spirit gives us the desire and the ability. When God comes into your life, He gives you the desire to build a life. He gives you the desire to leave a legacy. It's hard to build a family. It's hard to live for God. It's not easy. You're not alone. But He gives me the ability to walk it out. You and I, we need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our life, enabling us, 
empowering us. Come on, to do what, what, what we could never do on our own strength. It's why the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where does your strength come from? Where does our ability come from? It only comes from the Holy Ghost. You could just hear Jesus going, guys, you got, you got to trust me. It's going to be so much better. He's going to remind you. He's going to convict you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to lead you. He's going to come on. He's going to give you power. And I could never do this stuff. But by the power that, that I'm going to give you, the Holy Spirit, I'm grateful today that I believe in, in God the Father. I believe in the Son. And I believe in the third person. Come on, the beautiful third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Can we just clap our hands tonight? We're going to stand to our feet. We're just going to begin to worship and praise God and come on up.